You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans, and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, including the brand new Himalaya Podcast app. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider Credential, member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at NolaJake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Friday, we are going to have a bit of a busy podcast here. We're going to cover a lot of ground, starting with maybe the biggest news of the day. There were some GM interviews yesterday. I'll let you know who it was, how things might be going, and what to expect next when it comes to the Pelicans GM search. Also, Anthony Davis was fined $15,000 for an incident with a fan. I'll let you know what happened in that, why I think everyone's at fault in this. Anthony Davis, the fan, and we'll take a look at it instead of trying to choose a side necessarily. And then, of course, we've got some games this weekend. I'll let you know what to watch for as the Pelicans take on the Suns, you, and the Kings, also you, and we'll preview those. So let's touch on everything in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So GM interviews happening this week, we knew that, and they were also interviewing specific candidates yesterday, and that's really when the news started to come out, starting early on in the morning at 9 a.m., interviewing Danny Ferry and David Griffin. We knew Griffin was going to be on this team's radar, the former Cavs GM who won a title with them. And we weren't really sure if maybe he was interested in it or if he was even interviewing or if he was just kind of on the list of the candidates that the search firm gave back to the Pelicans. He has interviewed, actually interviewed with New Orleans. That's a good sign. One thing I was saying to someone the other day is, you know, the fact that Griffin seems interested in this job adds some legitimacy to everything that's going on to this organization. This is a guy who's probably the best GM candidate on the market, and he does maybe, maybe want to be here in New Orleans. He's interested in it. That's a good sign. You know, it's better than if he wasn't interested in it and was like, nah, I'm good. I don't want to be there at all. The fact that he wants to interview, I think, is a positive thing for the Pelicans. So Danny Ferry, obviously, David Griffin in there as well, Larry Harris of Golden State, Trajan Langdon, who we've talked about, Gerson Rosas, who we've talked about as well, and then Tommy Shepard is another name as well into this mix of everything. Shepard's added recently, and it sounds like he is interviewing, which is kind of interesting. He's the kind of acting, sorry, GM of the Washington Wizards. I touched on him the other day. Briefly, when talking about them firing their longtime president, Ernie Grunfeld, this is a guy who worked for him 16 years underneath him, and it seems like maybe that's not the best move to promote that guy to your GM or to hire him, given that the Wizards have been a bit of a dumpster fire over that 16-year period. But you know what? The more I've read about him and talked to people around the league, this is a guy who is thought of very highly, Tommy Shepard. Very well respected. He's kind of like just a really likable person and great at building relationships. Agents love him. That's a positive, you know, and someone who's kind of been in the mix in that just awful situation that is the Golden State Warriors. And when I was talking about this on the Wednesday edition of Locked on NBA with John Corrales, he said, you know, maybe having a guy who's seen all the bad things happen is a good thing to have. Because he knows what to avoid from his firsthand experience with it. So while that kind of, you you look at that and you're like, whoa, no, I don't like this at all. 
it's not maybe the worst thing actively in the world. If he's not the one making the ultimate decisions and he wasn't there in uh, Washington, well, then maybe he has a better idea of what's going on and what to avoid. And that has some value. Uh, Fletcher Mackle, a friend over at WDSU, tweeted out uh, yesterday that he thinks Danny Ferry and David Griffin are the front runners for the GM position, though Langdon really impressed the team. Ferry and Griffin are the most experienced of all of that group. They have been GMs before. They've been successful GMs before. David Griffin, I'm particularly high on, and I thought he did a very, very good job in Cleveland. One, he delivered him a title. That's going to get you pretty far. That's why Larry Harris is getting so much interest here because he's on a title winning team. But David Griffin did it where they also had very few assets and had to get kind of creative, make creative trades, hit on those fringe signings. And that's what I think you need to be successful here in a small market in New Orleans. I've been doing a lot of radio over the past week and you, you've heard me say this if you listened in to WWL to uh, Sports 1280 or to ESPN 100.3 here in New Orleans. And that's, you've, you don't have big margin for error in a small market team. You need to hit on those fringe free agents, those minimum free agents, and in the draft. You better scout well, you better draft well, and you better sign guys to low amounts because that's the only way that you're going to build a successful team. David Griffin's done that. They were capped out, had no assets while he was there with LeBron in Cleveland, and he took him to the finals and got a talented enough team around him. Look at what happened to the Lakers this year. Even though LeBron James missed all those games, they've looked horrible because they don't have the right roster around him. At least David Griffin got them the right roster and the right type of guys, making trades for guys like Kyle Korver, shooters that can actively space the court for LeBron James. That goes a long way. And I think that's important to consider when looking at some of the GM candidates that the Pelicans are interested in. And if you've got to make an Anthony Davis trade, maybe it's better to have a guy with experience and instead of someone a little bit greener, a little bit fresher, being the main guy in negotiations and hopefully doesn't get you know that t- kind of taken advantage of here. And that's an important thing because this trade does shape the team for years and years to come. But we'll see. But the good news is we are likely to get a resolution from this maybe over the next week or so. I'd say anywhere from seven, six to seven to 10 days, something like that could drag on a little bit longer if they need to take their time. And they should take their time because this is such an important hire. But you want to get someone in soon. You want them building their big board and kind of figuring out who they like in the draft and starting to kind of talk to other teams around the league about a potential trade for Anthony Davis so that they can kind of get that solidified sooner rather than later. So we'll know more and we'll keep looking at candidates until one is announced here on the Locked On Pelicans podcast. But before we get to Anthony Davis being fined $15,000, that is an expensive middle finger right there. This episode of Locked On Pels is brought to you by the WiseCam, W-Y-Z-E. And if you need coverage for your home, this is the best way to do it. The WiseCam is an indoor camera that does it all, packed with premium features that allows you to see everything from anywhere for just $20 in full 1080p HD. You've got images so clear you're not going to miss a thing, along with night vision and two-way audio if you need to communicate or see in the dark. It's a great way to just have smart home products made accessible for everyone, and Wise does that. Check on your home anytime with the Wise app's live stream, and so you can connect with life as it unfolds in sharp focus and with eight times digital zoom. The best part of this is the free rolling 14-day cloud 
storage as well as no subscriptions whatsoever. I've told you guys, they're building 75 condos across the street from me. Their trucks and their workers have hit my car multiple times. It's really annoying. I shouldn't have to pay for that myself. So I need to check the cameras that are around the house to make sure to see who did it so I can go to them and say, here's proof. That is super important. Sometimes you don't notice things for a day or two, and that's where the 14-day free cloud storage with no subscriptions really comes in handy. You can use this for basically anything. And for just $10 more, the Wise campaign gives you 360 coverage in under three seconds. Life moves fast and your camera should too. So make sure you go to wise.com slash locked. That's W-Y-Z-E dot com slash locked to get the guaranteed lowest price, the free 14-day cloud storage, and an app that will let you check your home from anywhere on your phone. That's W-Y-Z-E dot com slash locked. So Anthony Davis got into it with a fan, it looked like, on Wednesday night after the Pelicans game. He flipped off a camera as he was walking off. So we've learned a little bit more about what went on here. And people are immediately ready to jump on Anthony Davis, which is is somewhat fair, but also somewhat not. We've seen a bit of a rise in this kind of these type of incidents over the past number of weeks and months here with the NBA. And I talked about it here on the podcast with the incident with Russell Westbrook and the fan in Utah, which led to Russell Westbrook receiving a big fine and that fan being banned for life from the Utah arena and maybe all NBA arenas because of the very derogatory things he said. But it doesn't even need to be derogatory things for fans to cross a line. And you're seeing kind of a rise in this. It kind of goes hand in hand with the rise of social media. A lot of people are trying to get under players' skins, get them to have a negative reaction, film it, throw it on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, what have you, and go a little bit viral with it. And they can get their 15 minutes of fame that way, which is an unbelievably shitty thing to do. And you shouldn't really be happy about that, but it is. And it's a thing that happens. So we see a rise in this. Anthony Davis walking by in this one gives the finger. It doesn't seem like it was done to the guy filming. It was done someone to someone behind him. At least this is the accounts that we've heard. Who knows the veracity of some of this. And that guy had been heckling Anthony Davis for a while. I think he said something like F you to him. So Anthony Davis more or less said it right back. The end result of this so far has been Anthony Davis receiving a $15,000 fine. I think a lot of people, once kind of that story came out and was like, well, what's he supposed to do? We're quick to defend Anthony Davis. And I was on the radio. It was Sports 1080 yesterday. They were asking me about it and said, whose side do you fall on, ADs or the fan? I don't fall on anyone's side on this. I think both people are in the wrong on this and just basically nothing good is coming from this. So what I think we need to look at is, is not whose side do you fall on, just this shouldn't be a thing. Anthony Davis does need to know better because if he does that, he's going to get fined. If he doesn't want to get fined, then don't do that. The fan also needs to know better and should be reprimanded as such. That's why with when this happened with Russell Westbrook, the fan said some awful things and that dude should be banned for that. But you know what? Russell Westbrook also should have gotten a fine and he did. So I think AD getting the $15,000 fine totally cool. I think the fan should hopefully be banned for the, you know, next season maybe or forever, whatever they deem necessary. It just doesn't matter. It's not saying racist things. It's not cursing. It also impacts fans around you is one of the reasons why these people are thrown out. You ever been near an obnoxious guy who just won't shut the hell up and is cursing and swearing or screaming, even not swearing the entire game? It gets annoying at times when you're just trying to go and enjoy yourself and have in taking the basketball game. And some of that gets forgotten. 
you know, I live, I, I have one rule when I did a lot of date coaching too, I, I threw this in there, but it's kind of just like a rule I live my life by and I tell others they should probably do it too if they want one thing. And it's don't be a dick. That's really all it is. Don't be a dick. And if you're heckling a guy all game, even if you're not swearing, you're kind of being a dick. Say some things here and there. Certainly, I've told you guys the story about what Carl was Gary Payton uh, said back to my friend and I at a Clippers game back when I was really young. That was fun and fine. And we were kind of respectful about it. We weren't doing it the entirety of the game when we were heckling him. And he got a shot in at the end. It was cool. I have a good story because of it, um, which wasn't the intention. So I think when you kind of look at this, it's just don't be a dick. And if you're saying fuck you to Anthony Davis, you're being a dick. It's as simple as that. AD shouldn't have given you the finger back. He's being a dick there too. It doesn't justify it. And that's the kind of situation we have here. I think there's some heightened tensions with the way AD's trying to get himself out of New Orleans and he's really burned the goodwill of the people. You had people ready to defend him when he kind of, you know, if he had done it this offseason, no one would have been upset with him. Like you wouldn't have seen anything like this. And even when his original trade request came through, no one really seemed to be mad at him or fault him for this. It was all the stuff he did after the fact. And I think that's why you're seeing this kind of boil over a little bit. He was high-fiving fans when he was walking off before that. He was high-fiving fans after he gave the finger to the camera. So I think it's just kind of one of those things. Someone set him over the edge. He deserves a fine for it. But that fan also deserves some repercussions. And in the future, let's just avoid this. This isn't fun. No one likes this. We don't want to talk about this here. You don't potentially want to be banned as well. So the way I look at it is no one's in the right on this. Everyone's wrong. And that just makes everyone look like jerks, which is never a good thing. So before we look at the weekend coming up, don't forget you can subscribe to the Locked on Pelicans podcast through Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and the new Himalaya podcast app. In an ever-changing podcasting world, you need uh, Himalaya and the a personally curated playlist they make for you. It knows what you listen to, and it's going to make smart recommendations off that, not just random things that you see coming up all the time that are popular elsewhere. It's tough to shift through all the content out there and find something that's going to be a good fit for you. But the Himalaya podcast app helps you do it. They're also putting new features in every day. This is now probably the most used app on my phone currently. So make sure you listen and subscribe to the Locked on Pelicans podcast through the Himalaya podcast app. So the Pelicans have two games over the weekend starting tonight in Phoenix as they take on the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, if you don't want to watch this one, it's totally okay. Go do other things on a Friday. I will watch it for you, and I'm not even going to watch it live because I will be at a wedding, and I'll recap it on Monday even though we really don't need to. Devin Booker just announced he is shut down for the year, so at least the Pelicans don't need to worry about him scoring over 50 points against them, or 60 as he's been doing. Also, no DeAndre Ayton, their outstanding rookie. TJ Warren's out. Kelly Oubre Jr. is out. And Jamal Crawford is being out. This is not <laughs> ideal, I guess. Like, I... I we're, not, we're not obviously not going to preview the game because, like, what the hell's the point? Particularly when Phoenix, who's 18 wins, is sitting down basically some of their best players. Their three best players at the very minimum here. Like, this is just gross end-of-the-season stuff that's going on with this team. Devin Booker is their leading scorer. TJ Warren's their second. Kelly Oubre is their third. DeAndre Ayton, their fourth. So they're missing their four best leading scores. Like, oh, okay, you know, what, what are you going to do there? They're basically losing like 75 points because of this, and they look terrible, and they're maybe the most dysfunctional team in the league. Just 
a weird situation. And of course, for the Pelicans, you know, you're probably not going to see Anthony Davis. There's no um, Drew Holiday. You're no Etwan Moore. These guys are just going to be held out. You have to figure Julius Randle maybe is going to play. And if anyone faults him for sitting out, no, not really. This is just kind of where we are at in the season. And I think like everyone, media, um, probably myself, probably you in the team, the coaching staff, all just want this season to end. And we are so mercifully close to it. Then on Sunday, they're taking on the uh, Sacramento Kings, who are a f- officially eliminated from playoff contention. I don't know if they're sitting anyone, but again, this game doesn't matter whatsoever other than getting these young guys some minutes. Christian Wood struggled in the game on Wednesday. Maybe you'd like to see him bounce back a little bit. You saw at least early on in that game, Kenrich Williams hitting some shots. That was important, but Wood at least managed to, even though he had a rough night scoring, managed to impact the game in other ways. But yeah, we're just looking for these young guys to come back and play. Maybe Frank Jackson will come back for a game or two, but at this point, doesn't really seem like there's much point of that. So now we're just all holding out hope and waiting to hear who the next GM is because these two games aren't fun. Though they do come back on Tuesday to take on the Golden State Warriors. And maybe the most thing, the thing in that one you're excited for the most is that they're going to lose, which impacts the standings, which after these two games we'll look at on Monday because, you know, it's really out of their control and Phoenix is kind of out tanking the Pelicans here, whereas the game against the Sacramento Kings should be at least a little bit competitive. And that Kings team is playing with a lot of pride, even though they're officially eliminated from playoff contention. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast through Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now the new Himalaya Podcast app. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all on Monday. 